Welcome to the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. My name is Frank. I'm the host of the show. This show is a podcast where I discuss and review movies new and old. Uh, welcome. Uh, again, uh, happy Saturday. I'm recording this on a Saturday. This is my second episode. I'm recording back to back. Uh, as I stated in my episode of The Batman, which is up now, uh, I have really, rarely get the opportunity to review movies and do my podcast in the daytime on a weekend. So I'm very happy to do it. So I'm trying to knock a couple out. Uh, again, if you're watching live, you can watch live now on the following podcasting apps, or excuse me, the following uh, locations to watch the show live right now. I am on Twitter. The show handle is at Bend Your Ear Pod. I'm also on YouTube. The YouTube channel is Let Me Bend Your Ear Podcast. I am also on the Facebook page for the show, which is Let Me Bend Your Ear. Uh, a little information out there the people that listen to the show regularly i am aware of the last couple of episodes having some popping sound issues uh i'm hopefully this episode will be the remedy of that i've changed uh how i've positioned the mic and how i've plugged it in so i am aware of it so if you're hearing it out there i apologize uh the episodes are still listenable they're not it's not too bad it comes in and out and the show is still clear but i just want to let you know that i am aware of it uh, so uh, I am working actively to try to repair that. So again, bear with me. Hopefully uh, with this episode, that won't be an issue. Again, uh, this is the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. You can listen on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Bo Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, Podbean. And you can always download episodes at your convenience at the website. The website is letmebendyourear.com. Also, there are archives of the video uh, version of this show as well. Uh, that's basically the last seven or eight are going to be up there and, of course, going forward. Uh, so you can always get those at the website as well. Uh, again, uh, I always ask if you are a regular listener to the show, if you want to help the show grow, uh, please do two things if you don't mind. One, if you could uh, rate and review whichever podcasting app you listen to the show on, uh, if you can give it a five-star rating and a review. Uh, again, this is important because if I want the show or if you want the show to grow, uh, the biggest way is going to be word of mouth. And the more ratings and reviews a particular show gets on a podcasting app, the higher that show um, appears in search results when people are looking for a new movie podcast. So if you're a regular podcast listener, uh, as I am as well, you know that you probably have a regular rotation of podcasts that you listen to and sometimes you run out, uh, you catch up to episodes. So Again, this is the 96th episode of the show. So there's this is uh, if somebody wants to start this one, they've got a whole array of back catalog they can listen to uh, for this show if they're looking for a new podcast to um, talk about movies and review movies. So if you could do that, I appreciate it. The second thing I would ask you to do, if you can, if you are listening to the show um, and you are a fan of it, uh, please uh, share my post on social media. So if you uh, listen on... Um, on a regular basis and you enjoy it uh, and you see my post either on Twitter, uh, on Instagram, both handles at Bend Your Ear Pod. If you could share that, I'd appreciate it. Uh, that's something that uh, also will help the show. So if you can do that, I really would appreciate it. So again, I hope you enjoyed the latest episode I just put up, which is going to be the Batman. I'll post more on social media uh, advertising that particular episode. Uh, this episode today, I'm going to uh, review a movie that's out of the movies now, but came out uh, late last year. And, uh, I uh, watched it, which was Ghostbusters Afterlife. So you can see here, if you're watching, I have my Ghostbusters t-shirt on uh, in honor of this review. So uh, let's get into a little backstory. If you are a kid of the 80s, like I am, or even more so, if you love movies and entertaining films, you know, the, especially the original Ghostbusters directed by the late Ivan Reitman that came out in 1984, uh, starring Bill Murray, 
Harold Ramis, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, Sigourney Weaver. Uh, you just remember a classic 80s comedy and a fantastic movie. And of course, uh, if you listen to my Ivan Reitman tribute uh, last week, uh, the last episode before the Batman episode, uh, you know, unfortunately he passed away and uh, big loss. He was a, a giant in comedy and made some fantastic films. Uh, so you can go back to that episode, episode 95, to listen to my tribute to Ivan Reitman. And uh, it was especially poignant because, and this is why I, it led me to, I wasn't actually going to review this movie. I was going back and forth whether I was going to do it or not uh, for no particular reason. I just, I got moved on to other films and I was watching other movies. Uh, so nothing, definitely nothing specifically why, but I decided to come back and revisit it now uh, on the death of Ivan Reitman because uh, I did watch it in the movies. I took my son to see it. Uh, he's a big fan of the original Ghostbusters. So I got to share that with my son. And uh, I wanted to give my opinion on Ghostbusters Afterlife as an additional uh, tribute to Ivan. So a little backstory about uh, Ghostbusters. Of course, the first film came out in 1984 and uh, was a huge, massive commercial hit. Um, and it led to the sequel that came out in 1989, Ghostbusters 2, with the original cast returning. So from that time forward, so from when the second film came out, uh, there have been numerous attempts to try to make a Ghostbusters 3. And really the main reason that it didn't happen was because Bill Murray was reluctant to come back. Um, you know, Bill Murray is a pretty, you know, he's a pretty unique personality. And obviously he's navigated his career successfully, but very kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't think of it right now, but he, he's very, he, he's his own guy when it comes to his career. If you know stories about Bill Murray, he doesn't even have an agent. You literally, and this is not uh, made up, you, if you want Bill Murray in your movie, you literally call a 800 phone number that he has. You leave a message and maybe or maybe not, he'll call you back. That's literally how he does business. Eccentric, that's the word I'm looking for. He handles his career in a very eccentric way. So obviously, if you know, recently his work has been with... Uh, with director Wes Anderson, and he's worked with Sofia Coppola a couple of times, of course, most famously in the fantastic film Lost in Translation, which I probably will, I don't think I reviewed for this podcast. I will probably do that at some point. He's fantastic in it. That's a fantastic movie. So uh, so that's been the main reason that there has never been a Ghostbusters 3. So of course, uh, if you are follow movies, you know, a couple of years ago, Paul Feig, or Feig, I believe is his name, he directed a rebooted Ghostbusters with an all-female uh, cast. So it was, uh, I believe it was um, Kate McKinnon, Leslie Jones, Melissa McCarthy, and I forgot who the fourth uh, female was in that one. Oh, Kristen Wiig. So, of course, four very talented ladies. I, I saw that Ghostbusters movie. Uh, Bill Murray makes an appearance in it. Dan Aykroyd makes an appearance in it. it. It was it was fine. It was entertaining. I know a lot of people like lambasted it and which I thought was a little unnecessary. I'm, it wasn't a classic comedy, but I, it was it was fine. It was entertaining. It wasn't it wasn't terrible. Uh, it wasn't an embarrassment. Uh, so so that came out uh, did okay business, and uh, and it's kind of been left there. So of course, enter Jason Reitman. So Jason Reitman, of course, is original director Ivan Reitman's son, who actually was a little boy when the first movie was made. So he was on the set watching the first original Ghostbusters get made. So, of course, if you're familiar with his work, he's he's grown up to become a very successful writer-director in his own right. Uh, he's directed Up in the Air, Thank You for Smoking, uh, Juno. He's directed uh, some, some very successful films, and he's um, critically acclaimed uh, filmmaker. So, of course, over the years, there, there's been people that have asked him, you know, 
would you ever consider directing a Ghostbusters sequel since it's your dad's, you know it well. And he's always, uh, and I think it's a natural thing, he's always balked at that possibility of not touching that property. That's his dad's. He didn't think, I think he wanted to separate himself <clears throat> from his father, not in a bad way, because from what I understand, they were very close. But obviously, he wanted his career to kind of go in its own direction and him be known as a filmmaker in his own regard, not someone as Ivan Reitman's son. And uh, so, of course, he he kind of poo-pooed that for a long time. But then a couple of years ago, he he uh, he came up with an idea, a way. And as I, if you listen to my Batman review, I find it it's very interesting when I when I see reviews with Jason Reitman talking about this. He one of the reasons he never really stepped into doing Ghostbusters is because he felt the pressure of trying to make something as good. As the first movie. Now, the second movie, there are fans of, and I'm, and I like the second movie specifically. Peter McNichols bonkers performance in that movie. He's phenomenal, and I've, I've even commented to him on Twitter about that years ago about how he was the best thing about Ghostbusters two, and he was kind enough to respond to thank me for my comment. But Ghostbusters two has some, some great things in it. It's not as good as the first movie, but. Uh, I think Jason Reitman, in looking to the first film, I think is what he's talking about. Even though his dad directed the second one as well, he could he hit the pressure on him is he could not come up with an idea that would be good enough that he felt that he would put his name on to be a sequel to Ghostbusters. So that's part of the reason why he never did it until he came up with this idea. And before I start into what he thought of, of course, obviously, if you're a fan of comedy and a fan of Ghostbusters, you know that uh, I believe 2014, Harold Ramis uh, passed away. So, of course, Hal Ramis played Egon in Ghostbusters and also co-wrote the screenplay. So, obviously, Hal Ramis himself is an actor and a comedy great genius. Caddyshack, Animal House, um, just a great actor, great director. Groundhog Day, another great Bill Murray performance. And um, it's unfortunate that he passed away. And, uh, of course, that at the time, that would have squelched any, any thought of a Ghostbusters 3. And I think, of course, and I won't get into this because it's, it's not worth you know, that's not something I want to dedicate to. I know there was a longstanding uh, feud uh, or, or falling out between Mur Bill Murray and Hal Ramis. But again, that's not for this program, for this particular podcast. Let me talk about that separately. So when he passed away, obviously, any thought of Ghostbusters probably went out the window uh, with, with, uh, with it ever happening, obviously, with one of the original Ghostbusters and creators of it uh, passing away. So back to Jason Reitman, I think what he did, he found a way in to making a sequel by really, and this is the theme you'll see in my review of this film. And this is uh, some of the good and what some people have criticized. I'll get into my thought of it when I do my review, but he found a way in with Egon uh, and the legacy of Egon as a ghostbuster. So let's get into the, the plot of the film. So as the film opens, there is a great sequence at the beginning of this movie that has Egon and uh, I forgot which actor plays uh, Harold Ramis's part. Cause obviously Harold Ramis is not here, but Egon is in a farmhouse in the middle of Iowa. And there's a, some kind of event, some kind of supernatural event that occurs. And Egon is fighting off ghosts in his house. And, in the first of many callbacks to the original Ghostbusters, uh, he is uh, attacked and is uh, killed. So what happens is after that happens, we meet his daughter, 
Egon's daughter and her children. So as the film opens, um, we meet Callie Spangler, who is Egon's granddaughter. She ends up inheriting this house. So she lives in New York, of course, where the first Ghostbusters took place. She's uh, financially down and out. They're struggling, trying to pay the rent. So she has uh, her son and her daughter, her son Trevor and her daughter Phoebe. So Trevor's played by uh, Finn Wolfhard, if you know him from Stranger Things, and McKenna Grace plays um, Phoebe. So she takes the two kids and they go to Iowa to take possession of the house that's left to her from her father. So the film makes it abundantly clear early on that she had basically no relationship with Egon, her father. So after the events of the second Ghostbusters movie, because this movie serves as a direct sequel to the second one, the, uh, the Egon left after that time and was not to be heard from again. So he left New York, left his daughter and basically abandoned her. So of course she has those resentments and anger uh, towards him uh, about this. So they go to the house, you know, the house is a dump. Uh, it's on a farm, but the farm really doesn't do anything. Uh, in fact, it's a joke in the town that this guy is the worst farmer in the history of farming because he has a farm that produces nothing. So the, it's just a joke within the town. So of course she can't even make any money. So they just basically want to clear the place out, you know, sell it, try to get whatever they can for it. So uh, that's the setup for the film. And then as the film progresses, you see the kids trying to assimilate into the town. Uh, Trevor gets a job at a, at a, at a diner and he meets a, a girl there. He's trying to start a relationship and you find Phoebe is basically a little version of Egon. So she's kind of nerdy, very smart, very scientifically motivated. So as the movie progresses, she finds out things about the house, things about Egon. And uh, as they go to school, they meet the teacher there, the teacher played by Paul Rudd, who's of course always hilarious. He's Gary Gruberson. So he ends up uh, finding out about certain things uh, about Egon. And of course he's a history buff in the sense that he knows everything about the ghostbusters about what happened and uh and is is kind of starstruck that that uh <laughs> that the grandkids of egon are there and of course uh callie uh egon's daughter is there so that's the basic setup of the film as the film progresses uh things start to happen ghosts start to appear i'm not spoiling anything if you've seen the trailer none of this is spoiler alert and uh of course it builds to a climax where you know big things happen and then you get an appearance um like i said this is not a secret either uh of the of the original ghostbusters so that's the skeletal uh story of the film so here's what i will say uh, about ghostbusters afterlife when i saw the initial preview for it i was very skeptical i saw the preview and it looked like a mediocre episode of Stranger Things. And it didn't help that Finn Wolfhard was in the movie. And I'm like, this is basically Stranger Things, but not as good. So to be honest with you, when I saw the trailer last year, uh, I was like, this looks not good. There's nothing here about it that's like sparking my imagination or or making me excited about a Ghostbusters film, uh, especially with a brand new cast. And, and even with Paul Rudd, who's great. Carrie Coon's a great actress. Uh, but... To my pleasant surprise, 
kind of like almost with my Batman review a little bit earlier, to my pleasant surprise, I loved Ghostbusters Afterlife. And let me tell you why. And this is probably why I may love it more than other people that didn't love it as much did. I am a huge fan, as you can see, of Ghostbusters. One of my favorite movies ever. One of the best movies of the 80s. Uh, this movie is a fan service movie, and I mean it in the best possible way. There are so many callbacks to the original Ghostbusters film um, that, for me, were fantastic. Uh, I, I thought the new cast, it was integrated well. The way the story went forward, and as you found out things about why Egon was in Iowa, what he was doing there was fantastic. And I think I've said this before. If not, I will say this here. What I loved about Ghostbusters Afterlife is when you watch the original Ghostbusters, and my brother actually said this in a post. It's funny. It came up on Facebook uh, almost randomly, so it's kind of funny that I'm doing this review now. Uh, I put a movie quote. This was years ago. Um, the Twinkie quote from the original Ghostbusters about the size of ectoplasmic or, 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 or I forgot the whole line, but basically be the Twinkie size of this, blah, blah, blah. And my brother responded to my post with Egon was the best Ghostbuster. And I think it's almost hard to argue. Um, and each character, especially the main three, but I'll say all four. So Bill Murray was the smart ass of Ghostbusters. He was the person that, and that's what one of the things that made the first movie great. He questioned everything that was going on, the absurdity of it. The, you know, his smartassery is is legendary. To me, um, Dan Aykroyd was the heart of the Ghostbusters. You know, he believed in the spiritual, the supernatural. He believed in everything he was doing. He was a true believer. And Egon was the heart of the Ghostbusters to me. He he his belief was just like. Um, um, Don, Dan Aykroyd's, and of course, I forgot his character. I forgot how to use all the characters. Ray, sorry, Ray. So Ray was the soul, but Egon was the heart. And Harold Ramis's portrayal of Egon, you know, was you know he was basically without Egon, there are no Ghostbusters because he's the one that really pumped the the heart of the what they were doing, what they were, you know. Obviously, Bill Murray wanted to make money. You know, Ray was kind of a a, a a true believer. And in the first Ghostbusters, even when they buy the firehouse there, he's emotional and, and Egon is the heart and probably the brains too of Ghostbusters. So in Ghostbusters afterlife, the, the way that they string that together and basically Ghostbusters afterlife is a tribute to Egon and a tribute to Harold Ramis. And it's incredibly well done. And when you get to the end of Ghostbusters afterlife, it's actually incredibly moving the way they they wrap up the film and the way they tri they tribute Harold Ramis uh, in it and his spirit in that movie and in that character of Egon. So again, the performances are really good. The only performance I actually had an issue with, and it's not because I don't like the actor, it's Finn, it's Finn Wolfhard's Trevor performance, the one uh, of the teenage boy. And he's great in Stranger Things, and I don't have a problem with him as an actor, but... In Ghostbusters Afterlife, I just thought his character, I, I didn't like his character there. It, it was almost, his character is really unnecessary because to be honest with you, uh, Callie, the mother, obviously she's the parent and the daughter of Egon, her character is necessary. The daughter, um, McKenna Grace's character, Phoebe, uh, is necessary because she drives a lot of the action and a lot of the discovery of what Egon was doing in Iowa to begin with, why he even went there. And 
she's involved in a lot of getting that stuff going along with, with Paul Rudd's teacher character. His character really had no purpose. The only thing he really was there for was to, there's a scene where there's a great chase scene that you see when you get, you get the return of Slimer. He's driving the car because he can drive, she can't drive. His character really did nothing in the movie for me and was really, uh, you could have taken him out and it wouldn't have been missing it a, a beat. Now, again, it has nothing to do with the actor. I just think the screen, the screenplay didn't do his character any service. He was really unnecessary. You could have taken his whole character out and it would have been fine. It would have been no issue. There would have been no issue with it. So that's my only criticism as far as the characters were concerned. Carrie Coon was great, you know, portraying that anger at her father. Uh, you know, when you when you when you want to be close to a parent, when you want a parent to love you and they abandon you, the, all that anger and resentment. She does a great job portraying that. And then her arc through the film, I think, helps it as well when you when you get to the end and kind of how they wrap it up and how moving that ends up being. Uh, McKenna Grace is great as Phoebe. Like you said, she's basically a miniature Egon. She's fantastic and uh, great in it as well. Paul Rudd, of course, is always great in there as well. Bokeem Woodbine, actually, who I loved in one of the seasons of Fargo, another good actor I don't see very often, but when I do, he's always great. He plays the sheriff of the town. He's actually very funny, does a very great job. That's another performance I want to bring up as well. So again, I thought Jason Reitman did a fantastic job with Ghostbusters Afterlife. I really enjoyed it. Um, I will say this, and this is some of the criticism of the film, uh, that probably liked the film less than me. And I guess it's valid. If you've never seen Ghostbusters before uh, or, or know very little about it, a lot of the things in the film are not going to mean anything to you. Uh, do I think that would take away from your enjoyment of the film? Maybe a little bit, but I still think it's pretty entertaining on its own as a standalone. But I would, I would to, just to be honest, you, I think the movie works a lot better if you are a huge fan of Ghostbusters. If you know the, the Ghostbuster story, if you've seen the movie multiple times, I think it works better um, as that if you've seen it before. So I will say that in all truthfulness, the movie probably, and that's probably why I loved it as much as I did. Like I said, I was pleasantly surprised. I was, I was not sure. Uh, like I said, I was very skeptical about how the movie was going to be when I saw the trailer and Thank goodness when I watched the movie, I was I was supremely entertained. The special effects were really good. Like I said, I liked it a lot. Uh, I liked what they did with it. And like I said, uh, I think Jason Reitman, uh, two things happened with this. I think Jason Reitman, his angle with this film was to make it as a tribute to the first Ghostbusters and a more specific tribute to Harold Ramis. And then, of course, unfortunately, with the events that have occurred in the last couple of weeks, it ends up being a tribute to his father. And I think the beautiful thing about that is sometimes timing in life is fortuitous and sometimes uh, things happen or don't happen at fortuitous times. And the fact of the matter is Ivan Reitman was a producer on this film. He got to be involved. And I seen on social media when Ivan was posting about his son directing and how proud of his son he was. And the fact that he was able to be involved in the process of Ghostbusters Afterlife and also see the film completed, see the completed film and be happy about it. And I think be proud of his son for what he did and the tribute that it pays to Howard Ramis, I think is a kind of a beautiful thing. And, and I'm very happy that, that he was able to see that before he passed away. So uh, again, and what's becoming a, a, a trend for me uh, today in my second episode that I've recorded, I'm going to give Ghostbusters Afterlife four Van Goghs out of five. I think it's a fantastic film. If you are a Ghostbusters fan, uh, you definitely need to see it. If you are not a Ghostbusters fan or know nothing about Ghostbusters, which I find hard to believe if you listen to this podcast, 
Uh, I still think you'll enjoy it. You'll, you'll probably take a little less out of it because you won't understand the callbacks. And I didn't really want to give too many of the callbacks. There's some in the trailer, uh, but watch the movie because you'll, if you are a fan of Ghostbusters, you'll, you'll be like, Oh my God, that, 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 I don't even want to give any of those away because that, that takes, that's, that's the big fun of this movie. And if you go into it with that attitude, I think you'll really love the movie. I really enjoyed it. Again, I'm going to give Ghostbusters afterlife, uh, four Van Goghs out of five. Again, it was written, co-written, excuse me, and directed by Jason Reitman, the son of the late, great Ivan Reitman. So I hope you enjoyed that review of Ghostbusters Afterlife. Again, uh, up now is my review of The Batman. So please check that out. Again, you can listen to the show on Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, and uh, wherever you get um, podcasts. Uh, that's where it's officially at, but I know some other podcatchers uh, snag the podcast as well. So just look for Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast wherever you get podcasts. If you can't find it where you get your podcasting, um, your other podcast from, for some reason, this one's not there. You can always go to the website. The website is letmebendyourear.com. All the episodes from episode one to this one are going to be there. You can also go to the website for the video episodes. So uh, I think eight to 10 episodes back and then going forward, uh, you'll be able to uh, watch uh, the video version of this podcast. So again, uh, I want to thank you for joining me today. I'm going to see if I can maybe record one more episode uh, while I've got the place to myself and it is daytime. I'm usually a vampire podcaster, so I'm glad to be up in the daytime. So again, I uh, hope you enjoy my interview of Ghost or my review of Ghostbusters Afterlife. Four Van Goghs out of five. And again, you can uh, listen to the show wherever you get podcasts and you can follow me on YouTube. Let me bend your ear podcast, Twitter at bend your ear pod. And Instagram also at Bend Your Ear Pod. And you can like the Facebook page that is under Let Me Bend Your Ear. Hope everybody's having a fantastic weekend and you take care.